What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Run the theme. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic. You got cannabis keen and he's all right. Kitten is giving out she can give and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is real buzz takes with the real buzz crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. I am the Real Buzz crew today. Um, I'm Real Buzz Rob. Yeah, I don't know why, Dick, but I just got an erection. And uh, the reason why I am in studio alone today is because I'm a walking biohazard. And unfortunately, um, last Wednesday, I tested positive for COVID-19. That being said, I'm on day five. I'm feeling much better. Days three through four were pretty bad. Um, but we're doing this podcast via all remote today, and on the line we have Keenan, aka Keenan the Cannibal, aka Cannabis Keenan, aka Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines from that movie, actually. So that that ends up working out. Hello, everybody, and I, I'm glad that you're feeling well enough to do this. Uh, let me say it: you, you had us all a little freaked out. Well, honestly, man, it, it's weird. The last 12 hours, I've um, had a major rebound. Because like, day one and two, I when I tested positive, I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. I think it's going to be a mild case. And then days three and four were like, holy shit, this is the fucking most fatigue I've ever felt in my entire fucking life. And then like last night, I felt so terrible that I just over, like I dosed myself with enough NyQuil to sleep for 12 hours. And then I woke up this morning feeling a little bit better. And then uh, we're recording this on a Sunday at about six thirty. Now I'm feeling somewhat decent right now. I'm feeling feeling almost normal right now, almost. Well, that's good. You know, almost normal is better than uh, extreme fatigue. I'd say so. You know, it's like almost famous, but almost normal from COVID nineteen. So. Yeah, the one thing I said was, if I die, make sure that cunt cannabis Kena doesn't show up to my funeral. Oh Jesus! Was, All I, right. Well, I, I've been fucked. I'll uh, tell him if I see him, you know. I, I, you don't, wanna, yeah, you don't yeah. want no cunt at your funeral. Yeah, if you see him, tell him. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go to your funeral anyway, man. I wouldn't want you there, man. Yeah, it'd be too sad for me to have to deal with, you know. No, nah, man, but uh, I appreciate you uh, working <laughs> with me during uh, the time I'm a biohazard and you're kind of doing this over the phone. It's definitely appreciated. It, it, you know, just because uh, we can't leave our fans hanging, you know. We can. I mean, all of Romania will be waiting if we don't deliver. And I actually just had a good idea. I don't know. Obviously, I can't see what you're doing there in the studio. Uh, I'm assuming you're being recorded to your clothes and everything. But maybe in the empty chairs, maybe you put little Rob instead of having him hang from the ceiling. That could give you some company or something, you know? Well, he's a pinata, so his his limbs don't move. So, like, he could... Well, you just stand him up on a chair or something. (laughs) You know. You know what? Pinata Rob's happy where he is, Keenan. 
all right, all right. Well, it's just an idea, you know. Uh, they're not all going to be winners, as they say. Just like this movie wasn't necessarily a winner, but uh, uh, I think it was pretty fucking funny, if I do say so myself. I was happy with it. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, but so, just so we let the listeners know, the movie we are reviewing today is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Release date was uh, September twenty first, nineteen ninety five. Directed by Kim Hinkle. Kim Hinkle before this had directed nothing. After this, Kim Hinkle also directed nothing. Kim Hinkle sounds like a mix of uh, Kim Anderson and Gary Pinkle uh, yeah. for any Mizzou fans out there, for whatever that's worth. Or you could go with uh, uh, Drink, Drinkowitz, Drinkle. Ah, no, no, Drinkle. That's what we called Gary Pinkle after he got the DUI. It was Drinkle. <laughs> if, you know, if the shoe fit. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's true. Sorry, so we'll move on to cast. Uh, cast, there's, Good there's only... Two cast members worth mentioning on this particular film. Uh, Renee, oh, I, I beg to differ on that. Okay, well, okay, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll mention the two that I thought were worth mentioning, and then you, if you have others you'd like to bring up, I, I'm, I'm, it's all on the table. You let me know. Well, I don't know the, I don't know the actor or the actress's name, but they're they're worth mentioning at least. They probably done like some softcore porn. That's Barry and Heather. <laughs> so, you know, they they had those kind of acting chops. But anyway, sorry. I, I know which two you're going to mention. Go ahead. I'll stop interrupting you. No, 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 you're not. You're good. You're good. All right. So Renee Zellweger is Jenny and Matthew McConaughey is Vilmer, which is a strange name for a, a Texan, uh, like, tow truck driver, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Vilmer. Not Wilmer, but Vilmer. Vilmer. So I guess he was super German, you know, maybe. He seemed German. Like, what What about him in this car- in this fucking movie was not German? I mean, his voice wasn't German. Nothing about him was German. Like, it's fucking, like, Vilma was yeah, such okay, a strange right. name. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Well, I can't see your body language. You told me on that you were being truthful. We're, we're, no, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to figure out the medium here, because now that you can't see exactly, like, my facial, like, what, what I'm, like, what my face is saying, and what, you know, like, what I'm actually saying, we're going to have to make this work through the phone line. The good news is we've talked on the phone for many years, so, you know, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Yeah, a time or two, a time or two. Uh, so but anyway... Renee Zellweger, uh, we've done her before, so I'm just going to do five fun facts. We, we uh, did her filmography on Me, Myself, and Irene. Uh, yeah, we've done her before. <laughs> together in the oh, same whoa. room with, micro- with microphones on. Um, yeah, Calvin was in the corner watching. Yeah, or he was at least listening somewhere. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. All right, anyway, keep going. You getting a call? No, no, I'm not. You're fine. Keep going. All right, five fun facts. So number number one, uh, five fun facts for Renee Zellweger is uh, was in the bathroom when it was announced that she won a Golden Globe for Nurse Betty. So that was Nurse Betty was a film that she did almost directly after this film that she won a glo- Golden Globe for, but she happened to be in the bathroom when her um, her, uh, her name was called. Yeah, when her award was announced. Well, what a fun little anecdote. I wonder if she was taking a poop or a pee, you know? Ah, yeah, man. Hopefully it was a number one, not a number two, because you can't really tie that off all that quickly, you know? That's true. And, you know, not, well, actually, I shouldn't go there. I'm just saying Hollywood, sometimes they do other things in the bathroom besides just, you know, oh, you mean, uh, oh, believe you mean themselves. Cocaine? I'm talking about cocaine. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. But I, I don't, I don't want to assume that, you know, she got a problem or anything. You know like what? That. I, I do want to try some of that cocaine. Yeah, in the Golden Globes bathroom, you tell me you wouldn't do a rail? Come on. All right, number two. After graduating <laughs> from University of Texas, Austin, she waitressed at a strip club before professionally acting. What? 
She was not just a waitress. So she, she did. Right. Okay. Was not a stripper. Worked in a strip club. Very different. Yeah. Well, you know, good for her making some money. Number three, she was the original choice to play Satine in Moulin Rouge before Nicole Kidman got the part. Okay. Can she sing? I feel like she's yeah. Well, she's in yeah, Chicago. She's Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Nicole Kidman went on to be nominated for an Oscar for that particular role. Uh, biggest regret of her career. Well, no, this probably was. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think it's well. Actually, I I, I get to that. Uh, number four, she gained twenty pounds for her role as Bridget Jones. I think that's pretty well known, though. She she turned out, you know, Bridget Jones is supposed to be kind of a fatty. Well, and isn't in one of them she's pregnant or something? Bridget Jones, baby, yeah, isn't that one of the movies? We've talked about the genesis of the Bridget Jones film. Bridget Jones gets a period. Bridget Jones, <laughs> Bridget Jones trims her toenails. Bridget Jones has BD. <laughs> Bridget Jones is tested positive for COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Got it from Colin first. And number five, uh, her. And again, I'm I'm sorry. I know these sound random, but this is what was on IMDb for a trivia. Her uh, her golden collie uh, named Dylan died 17 years ago. Her what? She had a golden collie, Collie Golden. It's a dog named. Oh, Dylan. okay. He died 17. He died 17 years ago. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought you said her gold, golden colleague. I was like one of her favorite coworkers or something like that. All right, but. Yeah. All yes. right. <laughs> her golden colleague on this film, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really died 17 years ago when this movie was filmed. All right. Now, I guess there's 25, but anyway. Matt, Matthew McCallhamgay, McConaughey. Uh, before this, we have never done him on the pod, so I'll go over his, his filmography. Before this, known for That's Days what and, I was thinking. Yeah. Known for Days and Confused uh, and Angels in the Outfield before this. I don't remember him being in Angels in the Outfield, but he was credited on that. I mean, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid, so I, I, you know, whatever. But Days and Confused, shout out to that movie. I love that fucking movie. I haven't seen either movie since Nam. Um, <laughs> after this, uh, McConaughey's known for a lot of, I mean, and I'm, I didn't write down all of them. I just wrote down 17 that I thought looked good. Uh, 17? Jesus. A, a lot. Known for Contact, The Wedding Planner, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Reign of Fire, Sahara, We Are Marshall, Failure to Launch, Fool's Gold, The Lincoln Lawyer, Mud, The Dallas Buyers Club, True Detective, White Boy Rick, and Serenity. And I left yeah, a, a lot of those movies are really good. I left a bunch out. Like I, there was, did, you say, did you say Killer Joe and I missed it? I didn't say Killer Joe because I didn't think that was well, well, well known, known enough, enough to mention it. Uh, Gina Gershon does show her, show her bush in like the first five minutes of that movie. Yeah, it's a really weird movie. It's the only other movie that I can think of where McConaughey is just like straight up psychotic. Like, I, and he's not psychotic in that movie. He's just like, yeah, I don't no, know, no, really weird. Is, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he, I guess he is psychotic by the end. That's definitely a great correlation between the two roles. The only other role I think that this, and it sounds crazy if people have watched this movie, the only other role that even comes close to correlating to this character is his Killer Joe role, for sure. Where he, yeah. He was like sitting down and like there's, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the actress. She's supposed to be an underage girl, and he's like, yeah, take off your clothes. Why don't you come have sex with me? It's really gross. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Emil Hirsch is in it. I mean, it's a, it's a disturbing movie. It's worth watching. Not for this podcast, though. <laughs> yeah, man. If, if you like watching Matthew McConaughey try to seduce an underage girl and you want to see Gina Gershon's <laughs> Bush, watch Killer Mike.
At one point, he makes Gina Gershon, uh, he acts like a KFC chicken wing is his dick, and he makes Gina Gershon blow it, like yeah. at gunpoint or something. It's great. It's a really fucked up movie. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. We've got two <laughs> specs and deets. Oh, I guess yes, indeed. We, we we already did. We're not doing. I fuck. I forgot about um, net worth, but it's all right. We've done Renee's and Matthews is big, so we'll just move on to specs and deeds. Well, let's just look it up real quick. That's true. I do have the internet on my computer. Hold on, I'll look it up. I I won't Google it. I won't Google it. Uh, well, I'm trusting you not to Google it. So hold on. I'm a man of my word. Okay. So I just want to actually also mention while I'm doing this, I, spelling McConaughey is wildly difficult. Oh, I had to learn it. <laughs> I had to learn how to spell it uh, while I was typing these notes because I kept spelling it wrong. M-C-C-O-N-A-U-G-H-E-Y. McConaughey. Matthew gay. That works too. That works too. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got it pulled up. Uh, what do you think it is, Keenan? I will guess. I mean, he's like, he's doing wild turkey commercials and Lincoln commercials. He's like the director of social media or some shit for wild turkey now. I'm going to say he's worth $250 million. Uh, close, but not really close. He's worth $140 million. Damn, that's it? I mean, I, feel I, mean, like- I say that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of I like money. It's a, I feel like it's a lot of money. I'd say that he's sitting just all right, all right, all right. Yes, all right. Yes, <laughs> you I like know it. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I like it. All, all right. right. Well, that's surprising. 140. All right, good for him. Specs and Deets. The runtime on this film was 87 minutes. Budget was uh, $600,000. Opened at $28,000. Grossed $100,000. Eighty-six thousand, which I was kind of surprised it grossed that much. I mean, this, this movie was terrible. Like it actually, I mean, it obviously lost money, but it, I mean, one hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. There, there's better movies that have made less, in my opinion. What What did you say the budget was? Six hundred thousand. Oh well, fuck yeah. I mean, that's that's all right. That's not terrible then. I mean, yeah, they lost money, but yeah, I agree with you. At least people saw it. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if McConaughey would think that, but the director, I'm sure, is happy. You know, Gary Pinkle or whoever directed it, like you said, it was Gary Pinkle. This was before his uh, <laughs> head football coaching days. No, uh, so it's funny because at this time, Zellweger and McConaughey were both repped by the same agent, and this oh. and this movie didn't. Okay, so Sony had the distribution rights to this movie. And by the time Sony wanted to release it, McConaughey and Zellweger had already become bigger stars. I think Zellweger had done uh, Jerry Maguire, and McConaughey had done another movie that he he became a more established star. And their agent was like, "Dude, you can't release this movie." They're like, "No, no, no. We spent money on it. We're going to." So eventually, the thing is, it made a hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars. Not when the agent didn't want the film to be released. Like, who knows how much it would have been if they would have allowed it to be released wide, like it should have been. Yeah, okay, damn. So they tried to block it, huh? Well, yeah, like, like the agent did? Understandably so. It's a terrible film. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. It yeah, They. I'm sure they want to erase this one from the history book. It, it doesn't show the acting talent of Renee Zellweger or Matthew McConaughey at all. I will agree with that, but I will say, for Renee Zellweger, at least, when they're all in the car, and we'll get to it, but when they're all in the car at the beginning, it's like her and Barry and Heather and whoever her boyfriend is. Like, 
it, it shows that she's the only one that even halfway knows how to act. I feel like I like agree. this would when she's around those three, it's like, all right, I can appreciate. She's not doing that great, but at least you can tell why she's the one that went on yeah. in this movie. I guess. Yeah, she's the only one who had a career in the car after this movie. Like anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, All right, but anyway, sorry. Uh, pl- plot keywords, uh, number one, we have sequel. Number two, we have redneck. Number three, we have drag queen. Number four, gore. And number five, insurance agent. <laughs> oh, well, I guess those all check out. The insurance, I, I missed what that lady did. What was her name, Darla or whatever? That, that, was, the so insur- she- that was the insurance agent. Okay. Well, I I guess I wasn't even paying attention when they first ran up to the office, so I didn't know why she was in that office. But, no, I'm with you. At uh, first, I, I thought she was a real estate agent until I looked up plot keywords. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Just flashing whoever drives by, <laughs> showing them boobies. <laughs> she did have some. She had some class. She had some class A breasts, though, man. Those were nice. Yeah, I think it was probably a tit double, though. You know, or a boob double. Excuse me. No way, dude. It no way. A no way. There, her, her her face was definitely in the shot. Oh, was it? For sure. No, why would okay. it matter? Why, th- this woman never did anything <laughs> else. It's not like she has, like, like I'm, I'm not doing boob shots. Like, that was definitely her. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I'll go back and, you know what, just for research purposes, I'll go back and watch that thing. I think we owe it to the audience to go back and research this and make sure that those breasts belong to that actress. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back on it next week. We'll let you guys know. Yep, yep, we'll, we'll do the <laughs> research. We'll go back. We're doing it for you. We don't enjoy it. Yeah, I don't want to but that's what I'm going to do. All right. Taglines. There were a bunch and they were all really bad. Here's my favorite. (laughs) This is the best one. (laughs) Taglines. If looks could kill, he wouldn't need a chainsaw. (laughs) God damn. That's That's really bad. That's the best. That's really bad. That's so good. (laughs) He wouldn't need a chainsaw. Who's that in reference to? I guess I guess Leatherface. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, I, if 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 he was good, if looks could kill, he wouldn't need a chainsaw. Meaning, if he was good enough looking, he wouldn't need to kill you with his chainsaw. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. The second one is he's back. <laughs> you're dead. Oh no. Yeah, that one's not as good. That one's not. So where where does this stand in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like line? No, no, I don't. I, think I, I didn't look that up. No, no, no. I, I don't think these are like uh, sequels that follow each other. I think these are kind of like um, independent sequels. Like they, they don't follow a specific like trilogy or whatever. It's just it's they're, okay. they're, they're in the same universe, I guess, but they're their own movie. What's it called? God damn it. Like um, uh, like American Horror Story. What do they call that? It's uh, uh, like anthology yeah, things yeah, or whatever. I, I think it's almost anthological. Like I think these stories are all anthological or it's just like they don't. They don't um, adhere to a certain timeline of Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre movies. It's just they're all they're like I think they're anthological. Okay, well I just I guess it, and it could have been like kind of a reboot with it being called Next Generation, like because then the original one come out in the seventies or something. I'm telling you, man. So uh, based off of the writing in this movie in general, I don't think they wrote the title thinking it was going to be a reboot <laughs> of any kind. I think they just I think they just thought that was supposed to be the title. <laughs> That was just kind of a cool title. Yeah, like, there's like, oh, that it. sounds good. Yeah. You know what? Star Trek The Next Generation. Everyone likes that. <laughs> we'll do it with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's definitely what they thought. <laughs> that there was a guy who was like, dude, I just watched Star Trek Next Generation. What if we made Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation? <laughs> Sweet idea, bro. Green light it. I got Sweet. 600K. Green light it. 
And then uh, there was two more. They're fucking. There was two more taglines. One, the buzz is back, and the other one was still buzzing after all these years. All terrible. Clearly, the best one was if looks could kill, he wouldn't need a chainsaw. That's a that. That's actually a pretty good. That's actually a pretty good tagline. Keenan. God damn it! Did I lose you? Definitely lost you. <laughs> Hello. Sorry about that. Did I lose you? Well, for a second there, you were talking, and then I just heard a woof, and you're gone. Yeah, that, I, I think something happened. That's cool. Just the connection got lost. I got you back now. But yeah, so there were a bunch of shitty taglines, and the best one was the first one. Yeah, absolutely. They, well, I only heard the two. How many? How many more were there besides that first? Oh, there's two other ones. The there was one that said the buzz is back. And then the fourth one was still buzzing after all these years. Yeah, yeah, those two are bad too. I get the I get the buzz pun, you know, chainsaw. I get what they're going for, but I don't like it. No, no, no. It's 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 hacky. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, do we do we have a a synopsis over the phone or no? Yeah, we got something short and sweet. There we go. All right, give us your synopsis. Cannabis Keenan. All right. Uh, for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation, there's really no good way to describe this movie other than it is a black kid on the road to an Oscar for both Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. So fuck it. Don't be hating. That's the end. That's all I got. Don't be I mean, if you, have to, if you have to sell your soul to the devil or Leatherface to get an Oscar... I, I'm sure a lot of actors would do it. Oh, that's such a see. I I like that. I kind of like that hypothesis, like that kind of conspiracy theory, where you think because both of these actors do have Oscars now. Renee Zellweger yeah. has. They both have Oscars for Best Actor. Yeah. So I I think that you know maybe some shady stuff happened with you know. I don't want to speculate. You think they sold their soul to that guy at the end who had all the piercings on his stomach that, like, whatever the fuck that was about? <laughs> the, like the the belly button nipple rings or whatever, but yeah. he had multiple belly buttons? Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get into that. So I guess, but we're going to go to the Real Buzz Rundown now. But so I guess my question, Keenan, should I, should I call Calvin or no? Because I know he didn't watch. Um, I, I mean, you could call him just to see what's up, but he definitely didn't watch this. This movie, uh, and I think I sent it in the group chat last night. This, this would probably make Calvin just about as uncomfortable as any other movie that we've ever done or any movie we could think to try to show him. All right. I'm about to add him. You still on the phone, Keenan? Keenan? God damn it.
Uh, come on now. You know, we'll get through this eventually. We're all going to get through it. Together. Yeah, it's it's definitely, obviously, uh, we're not used to doing it this way, so there's going to be some uh, technical issues. So I tried to add a call, and so as soon as I added Calvin, you couldn't hear me anymore? Well, I don't know. I don't know when I lost you, because all I heard was, should we try to add Calvin? And then I was saying, I don't think he watched it, and then I think I lost it. So I don't know when you had tried to call him. All right, so add a call. I would imagine saying adding a call would mean that we'd both be on, like, a three-way call. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing it right. Yeah, try it. I'm trying it again. I might lose you again, so if I do, I'm going to call you back, all right? All right, I'll stay on the line. Stay, if I stay on the line. All right, so you can't hear me anymore, right? Can you hear me now, Keenan? Yeah. All right. What the fuck? They didn't merge the calls. Is he on the other line? No, he didn't answer. But, uh, well, I assume assume he didn't answer. God damn it, this is ridiculous. All right. (laughs) Let's try this with Caitlin, see if it works. I'm Googling how to do three-way call on iPhone. Yeah, I feel like it. Add call. Oh, once they're on, you can merge call. Yeah, no, no. That's what I just did. <laughs> okay. Hold on here. Definitely going to do some post. Post Malone. That guy's ugly. This is crazy. This is be crazy. Huh. Well. This whole ad call, group call thing doesn't work at all. All right, whatever. Fuck him. It's going to be you and me. We'll finish this episode off. All right. Time for the Real Buzz Rundown portion of the podcast where we go over the entire film and talk about what we like, what we disliked, what we changed, what we wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a goddamn thing about this movie. Keenan, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start with you. What have you got? There are a few things that I would change about this movie. One or but, two. Uh, one or two. I, I, I'll get to it, though. I, well, one of the things I think doesn't really have to do with this movie, but like, so I rented it on uh, the Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, I, I rent on the Zon as well. Yeah, so I, I when I'm searching for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it took way too long to type it out before the next generation popped up. Oh, dude, off. no, I, I had that same problem. So I was trying to search it on the Zon with my PlayStation Four, and I had to type mm-hmm. in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation with those four directional buttons and then the X. It took so fucking long; it almost wasn't worth it. 
Yeah, I was doing it with my remote. And I, I I typed out like Texas, and one of the suggestions was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I went to that and I clicked Texas Chainsaw Massacre, thinking that would at least fill that part out, and then I could keep going from there. Yeah, but it wasn't the next generation wasn't in one of the like nine options for just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I went back and it erased the whole thing. I was like, God damn it, fuck this movie. But then once you get to it and you find it, the cover of this movie is like, oh shit. McConaughey's face is just crazy as shit, and Zoe, I don't know. It's like, I know what I'm signing up for, and I can't fucking wait. No, honestly, um, it, it, the, I don't know. Maybe tell me if I'm crazy here or if I'm way off base. I think McConaughey's face on the cover of the the uh, of the of whatever the title screen is, I think it screams rape. <laughs> no, I don't think you're crazy there. I think that's uh, – well, and then if you look at Zellweger's face, it's like – Please don't break me. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, and then, and then, you I, know, I, I agree. Mean, I think uh, from the other side, I think Zellweger's face on the cover also screams, "Please don't rape me." So I think there's like a yeah, there's like a rape vibe on on you know you know on the on the cover, which he doesn't ever really do that. He doesn't try to you know. Surprisingly enough, ever. right? Like, were you so tell me honestly, were you surprised that he never once was like, "Yeah, I'm going to rape one of you." I kind of was. Uh, I wasn't. I, I mean. I don't know. I, I wasn't really thinking about it. It kind of gave me Last House on the Left vibes, I guess, where they do that shit. Like, but the original one from the seventies. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's a weird fucking movie. Um, it's the most. But, yeah. uh, it's the most successful independent film of all time. Is it really? Yep, it's a fact. Uh, I accidentally bought it from the like five dollar bin at a Walmart one time, thinking it was the new one, and. Uh, I didn't. I didn't make it all the way through. Hold on. How did you not? Maybe I, how did you not understand that? How did you? How did you not understand that that was that was the one from 1974 and not the one from 2004? Because the 2004 version had Jessica Biel and the, and that one was actually pretty fucking scary. But the original was made in 1974. For the last house on the left. Oh no! I thought you were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My bad. No, no. I'm saying the last house on the left. The one with Jessica Biel, I like a lot. Uh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty scary. That one. yeah. yeah, I saw that one in theaters. But I, I was saying that the, this one kind of has the vibes of the original Last House on the Left, which is a weird fucking movie from the 70s. Now I see uh, what you're saying. I, I apologize. I misheard you. Yeah, The Last House on the Left is a fucking crazy movie. That's That movie. Yeah. They, you've seen it? Yeah. Where they're like eating guts in the middle of it and pretty stuff gross. like that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Thinking that it was the one, the modern one, I was like, I, I, yeah, we turned it off at that point. That was back when I was in college. But, um, so anyway, I didn't know that this movie existed though. When you said we were going to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Zellweger and McConaughey, I was like, there's no way such a thing exists. But I'm pretty glad it fucking does. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, Amazon, when you search for it, too, like the three categories it has is horror, suspense, and western, which is like <laughs> it's like that, that elementary school test, which is like, which one of these three things doesn't belong? And I, I don't think it's a western movie at all. No, but, j- just because Texas was in the title, they were like, oh, it's a western. Yeah, that's, that's got to be the only thing that could have been doing it. So, but, uh, did you notice the, uh, the narration at the beginning? What did you, how'd you feel about that? Uh, I, fuck, I don't even know if I noticed it. Oh, yeah, it was like in August 1973, all that shit. I, I was a little excessive, a little excessive. I wasn't paying attention, so I was like, uh, this is going to be a ridiculous-ass movie anyway. Maybe I should have paid more attention to it. Did it actually set it up pretty good? No, it was terrible. No, the, the narration yeah. was awful. 
Yeah, just talked about the like original movie, right? Yeah, I just talked about how there had been certain instances of shit happening between 1974 and this iteration, which was I think came out in '96. So it's like, oh, not much has happened in the last 20 years, but it's about to happen again. Okay, I thought maybe the narration said, and there's a cult of nipple ring, belly button having people no, that like that to was, see terror. That was that was different. That was like uh, his girlfriend the whole time. Like he works for this crazy uh, Illuminati, uh, fucking New World Order crew. That he just he just yeah. it's fucking crazy. Like that at first you think his girlfriend's just crazy, but then they show up. You're like, oh fuck, they really are gonna do this. Okay. Yeah, well, I noticed at one point on the side of McConaughey's truck, it says Illuminati. and uh, I did not I realize kind of that. Pointed, yeah, I pointed it out. I was like, well, that's kind of funny from the 90s. You know, the Illuminati, man. I guess people have always been saying that, huh? Yeah, man. I guess, and the first thing I also noticed was at the beginning of the, of the film, when they had that ultra close-up with uh, Renee Zellweger's upper lip as she's putting on lipstick, um... They should have waxed her upper lip for that, man. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, you can definitely see a bunch of hair there. And the only reason why I say it is because at the end, uh, towards the end in the scene where Leatherface is doing his lipstick, his upper lip is immaculate, not a hair to be seen. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I didn't notice the uh, lip hair, but I'm glad that you brought it up. I had another thing to go back and watch in this movie, you know? Yeah. But, you know, maybe, maybe I'm a fucking crazy person. I see weird shit. Well, it was hard for me to recognize Zellweger at the beginning. Like, I knew she was in it, but with the glasses and stuff, at first I was like, oh, I, fuck, I guess that is her. You're so much prettier without your glasses. <laughs> yeah. You look kind of all right now. Um, all right. But so then, uh, as I always do, I always take a fucking random note at the beginning of the movie that doesn't end up mattering at all. But the note for this version of the movie was, isn't it kind of weird that the teacher asked if the chick and her boyfriend broke up? Like, uh, so Heather goes out of the prom and she's like, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, have you seen Barry? And she's like, can you two break up, sweetheart? I don't know. I just thought no. that was fucking weird. Like, mind your business, teacher. Fuck off. That's weird. I think the weird part was, was the Tourette's girl who was trying to tell Heather not to worry about the fact that Barry was making out with someone behind a pillar you know, outside of the high school. She, I don't know. I don't know if this actress actually had Tourette's or if she was trying to portray someone who did have Tourette's, but she had a bad stutter. She had really weird tics. And I, I don't know. Do, do you know the character I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was really fucking weird. She's like pulling her hair out a little bit. It's like she was seen in for another hit of the crack pipe or something almost. Yeah. So, and, and it was, just, it was just weird to just have for a one scene. If that was going to be a character who had a whole character arc throughout the film, I could see why you want to establish the fact that she had strange, like a Tourette syndrome of some kind. But this, this girl was in the movie for approximately 17 seconds. And then she had these, yeah. weird, these weird ticks. And she's like, what the, bah, 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 and it's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing that for that chick, she didn't get in the car. She's probably too paranoid. Waiting on her crack dealer or something, you know. Yeah. Unless she had threats, so that shouldn't be making fun of her. But yeah, I wonder like somebody that was seen it, you know. I think we should let the record show that Keenan and I are not making fun of this person, this actress, if she actually has Tourette's and that's how she acted. But if she was portraying a person with Tourette's or any kind of other disability, I'm going to make fun of her. There you go. There you go. I get. I you know whatever. Um, but once once Heather goes and finds uh, Barry making out with the chick behind the pole. And then they get in the car, and Barry's, like, yelling at her. And he's like, 
God, uh, God, I just kissed the one. Jesus, he's like so possessive. It's like I can't even hang out with my friends anymore. Yeah, like, man, that's that's not a good excuse for anything that you're saying. You know, just to give the listeners more context, uh, there was a girl who had been shouting out, have it, Barry is her boyfriend. They're at the prom. She's looking for a boyfriend. Barry. She's like, Barry, has anyone seen Barry? Barry. <laughs> yeah. And then Barry is five feet away from her behind a pillar making out with another girl. I don't know how he doesn't hear her shouting. Does anyone know where Barry is? But then she comes back and she sees Barry kissing another chick. She's like, Barry, you son of a bitch. And then, yeah. and then Barry's just like, what? I didn't do anything. Oh, what? Oh, I can't hang out with my friends. What? 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 Whatever. Ah, oh, it turns out my dad's a doctor, and he says that if I didn't make out with her, I was gonna die because my penis was hard. He's Barry. I saw you kissing her. Oh, Jesus Christ! You're so you're so fucking you're so fucking clingy. I can't even hang out with my friends. Like, no, no, no dude, you were kissing another girl. Like, it was it was it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely a pain. It's funny because Renee Zellweger kept being like, he's lying to you. That's just a lie. Like, Shut up, Jenny. You're such an ugly bitch. Like, whoa, man. <laughs> he goes, hey, down, fuck you, Barry. Jenny. My dad's a doctor. And my dad's my dad's a doctor. And he says, if you, if you don't have sex, you can get prostate cancer. Yeah, but then and then the guy in the back seat's like, well, I know you in elementary school and you used to say your dad was a doctor so you could feel up on chicks' boobs. Yeah, and then he admitted his no, and he did that. He was like, "Yeah, all right." So I lied to girls. I told him my dad was a doctor, so I could feel him up because I was like, "Hey, you better let me fill you up because I have to feel if you have breast cancer or not." Like he, this guy Barry was, in fact, a gaslighter and a sexual predator. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because then later on, it's revealed that he said, or well, I guess it's not revealed. He just ends up telling the EW guy or whatever. He's like, "My dad's a lawyer." So, yeah. you know, he's just making shit up all no, the time. No, his dad's job changes depending on what what uh, problem he needs to get out of. If if he wants to feel up a girl, his dad's a doctor. If he wants to, if he wants to uh, get out of being kidnapped, his dad's a lawyer. So who, right. who knows what Barry's dad actually does? I don't. I, who knows if Barry that, even that, has a dad? Well, that's probably what the deal is. He's still waiting for his dad to come home. You know, he went out to get milk and cigarettes one time and he never came back. So really, we should feel bad for Barry, probably. Yeah, it is fucked up that he felt up chicks under false pretenses. He was just like, hey, uh, I just want to make sure you don't have cancer, so can I fucking feel your tits? Yeah. Well, I guess my next note after that is I'm ready for Barry to die. So I guess uh, I, I didn't care too much about that guy. No, Barry sucks ass. And the best part about Barry is like, so after they get into the car accident and then Heather is taken back to the... I don't know what you call that house. Uh, house full of crazy trash and dead animal corpses and human corpses. And he, he gets kidnapped. So he's held at gunpoint by this fucking, uh, I don't know. He, he's he's a redneck philosophical fan. Like he starts. He, <laughs> yeah, he's a well-read redneck. Yeah, yeah, he's a well-read redneck. He's holding him at gunpoint. He's like, you get inside. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't want to do this. I'm trying to find Heather. Like, you just if you do this, it's kidnapping. He goes, I'm going to kill you. You get inside, motherfucker. He's like, okay, I have to use your bathroom anyway. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes inside, and you think he's, I don't know, like, that's such a bullshit line. But then he walks through the house, and there's, like, fucking body suits and all this, like, skin. Like, at one point, there's a nipple oh, that yeah. you just see on the wall. 
he's just walking through and he takes a piss, man. He actually just had to use the bathroom, I guess. Well, no, so I didn't have a problem with him wanting to use the bathroom. I My question was, like, he was searching so hard for the bathroom. He's like, I can't just piss anywhere. It's this house. It's this house. He was acting like the house was immaculately clean. There was literal animal body parts, trash, and whatever yeah. else on the floor. And he's like, I gotta find the bathroom. I can't just piss anywhere. You could have, the whole house is a bathroom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, he's, he's uh, I guess his dad that disappeared from him, you know, taught him to clean out. You know what? Night. You know what? My dad's a plumber, and he would tell you that this is not, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. My dad's Mario. Ah, that's a stupid joke, anyway. Um, oh, you know what this movie's like? It's like the full-length version of that Geico commercial, where she's like, why don't we just get in the running car? Hold on, what? You don't know what I'm talking about? That Geico commercial that they play around Halloween? It's on It's on now. I saw it during the Chiefs game today, where, all right, if you don't know what I'm talking about. No, 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 about, no, I, I think I might have misheard you. I, I probably do know the commercial, but say it again. It's like the Geico commercial for Halloween where it's like the four people that are being chased and they're like, well, why don't we go in the shed? Why don't we do this? It's like, oh, why don't yeah. we just get in the running car? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yes, that know, makes sense. Where it's stupid. like, no, let's go into the shed with all the hanging chains and the sharp stuff that can kill us. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what this movie's like, especially when the four friends, I guess Heather Berry, whatever the one dude's name is, and uh, Renee Zellweger are all running away. That's what I kept thinking of. So let's talk about the one uh, dude that was Renee Zellweger's uh, boyfriend. I'll put in quotes. Uh, I, she says it's her boyfriend, but uh, that guy was in the movie for approximately 11 to 12 minutes. And I think we need like, so McConaughey picked him up and then like threw him, like threw him out of his truck and then ran over him conservatively 11 times. Yeah, at least eleven times I'd say. Just kept running over that bastard. Yeah, so he went. So this this kid was on the gravel. He backed over him, ran over him, backed over him, ran over him, and like by the, I think he was probably by the seventh time. He was like, "Oh, I think I got him that time." It's like, what the fuck, dude? You ran over him seven times. He's he's been dead forever. <laughs> but then whenever uh, he shows, he makes Renee Zellweger look. Because then Renee Zellweger gets picked up by him or whatever, you know, and he's like, oh, you're going to be scared. You're going to look in the back of the truck. I mean, that didn't look like a body that had been ran over seven times. Not that I know what a body that would look like like that. I just imagine that, you know. So that's not the for, that's not the crazy thing I took away from that scene. The crazy thing I took away from that scene was Renee Zellweger's reaction to the fact that she had seen her boyfriend uh, mangled in the back of his truck. She just goes, Oh God! It's like she said. She said, "Oh God!" Like if you opened your fucking lunch pail and your your sandwich was moldy. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was crazy. Like she she she's like she was more disgusted than concerned about the fact that her boyfriend was dead in the back of that truck. Yeah, yeah. She, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. She should have been much more alarmed. Yeah, and what was with the other guy that I? So I thought that the guy that ran into them was going to be part of it. Like he runs him off the road, acts like he said, so that way they stay around. But McConaughey just snapped that fucking dude, and that's yeah. Just turns out, I guess, bad luck. I guess with the car wreck, huh? This boy is dead. It's like no, no, sir. He was talking just a couple seconds ago. (laughs) Then he snaps his neck. He's like, okay, well now the fucking guy's dead. (laughs) Oh shit! That just run the fuck away at that point. Guess it wouldn't have mattered though. Kind of hay in the truck. 
so we should talk about Matthew McConaughey's cyborg leg. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, I wrote that down too. It never really gets uh, never really gets explained, does it? It's hydraulic leg. Yeah, no, it just it and it it's not just that it's in a hydraulic leg. It's the fact that there is seventeen remotes to his hydraulic leg. What is that about? <laughs> Why are my batteries not charged? Why do you have uh, seventeen yeah. remotes to this fucking cyborg? And he has like he has a whole rig around his fucking waist going like what what is happening? What happened to him? Who gave him this rig? What is happening? Yeah, I kept expecting someone to like kick off that white fucking I don't know cord or whatever. Uh, you know, and he had the big white. I don't know what that tube is called or whatever. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Back and yeah. It's like super elaborate. It's like, why don't you just kick that off? That's probably helping with the thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't so know, kick that off. Maybe you can't walk. You're saying why doesn't that? Why don't they do? Zellweger. Why don't they do what Robin did to Bane at the end of Batman Forever, where they kick off the exactly. tube on the back of his head and everything just spills out and then he shrinks. I guess uh, Batman and Robin hadn't came out for like another year or two. So oh, this was Batman. They didn't get the idea. It was Batman for Batman and Robin? It was Batman and Robin. You're right. Yeah. I think so, with Mr. Freeze, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's also weird because uh, Matthew McConaughey was, was fucking uh, doing some insane shit and, like, like finding these people, running them down with his truck, and then th- this fucking guy's like, please, Mr., you're scaring me. It's like, dude, you just he just snapped a neck of a man you've never met who was in a car accident with you. What do you mean? Like, that's what you're saying to him? Like, please, Mr., you're scaring me. Yeah, please don't, Mr., yeah, I, I think you're already fucked at that point, you know? Yeah, I, I'm way past Mr. You're Scaring Me. I'm like, clearly he's going to murder me. So I'm like, hey, I would say, hey, Mr., please don't murder me. Yeah, should have uh, jumped out of the truck like Bellwagger did, but, you know, whatever. I don't know. Well, Zell, Ran into the trees. There's Didn't a re- work for her. There's a reason Zellwagger's an Oscar winner, and that fucking kid is not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um... Right. Let's see. What else do I have? You already kind of talked about the the redneck. What we call them? The uh, well-read redneck. Yeah. But, but the first time that the I wrote down philosophy the philosophy fan. Yeah, I wrote down the quote he had because he just pops, pops up with a shotgun and like fucking moves his leg against the floor. He's like, "I propose to fight it out on this line if it takes all summer. That's the least the best grant if you don't know you moron." Yeah. And he, Barry's just like, "Uh, I don't know. Heather's around." Like what the fuck is going on at this point? Yeah, he's quoting Grant to Barry, and he also throughout the film quotes Voltaire, Shakespeare, Emerson, and Machiavelli. Yeah, it calls him, that's Billy Shakespeare for you. That's Billy like, Shakespeare. Shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. And then at, speaking of the well-read redneck, what's up when they they're at the family dinner and there's all the people that look like they're dead and stuff or whatever? Already. And that one guy <laughs> isn't dead. Yeah. Then the one random old guy just stands up with a knife and walks away. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? No, that was the best. I was like, I, I literally thought that guy was um, like a practical dummy that was used in the film. And he, when he got when he got up, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that 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 definitely uh, threw me for a loop. Because and, and I guess all the other people were dead though, because none of them got up. Yeah, no, I think those were all practical dummies other than that guy. I just, he, his skin was so gray and he looked like a dummy. When he got up, I was super surprised. Yeah, he looked like a dummy. It turns out he was actually really smart. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? You get it? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the booze are really good on the, uh, on the over the phone. Over the phone. That, that was timed out really well. I like that. Um, let's see what else I have. Hold on, hold on. We're, I got, so we're we're past Barry. I want to talk about Barry for one more second. So okay. you, uh, I remember when Barry is talking to his girlfriend, and his girlfriend is talking about Renee Zellweger's character, and Barry Barry's like, "Oh, dude." Jenny, she's a dog. And then his girlfriend's like, yeah, but I've seen her naked in gym class. She has a body to die for. And then Barry's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's in that same conversation that uh, she says something like, I'm just a bitch, just like my mom is. So fuck you or whatever. It's like, what the, what is? Dude, she I rambles about, she, she goes on a monologue that makes no sense uh, for that. I'm not really stupid. I just act that way, you know. No, I want to be like, no, you're really stupid. She's absolutely 100% really stupid. Yeah. I did write down at one point. I guess it's when her and Barry go off on the side road by themselves, like in the middle of the dark, like, I don't know. And she's like, Barry, no. We could get arrested for trespassing. Like, well, why is that your biggest concern right now? She's making up scenarios the entire time. She's like, we're going to be on the woods, and someone's going to murder us with a knife. Yeah. Well, she calls out. She's like, what if we all got in a car wreck? And, and then, then they the, end in the up car getting right. in the car, you know? And then they do all die, except for Zellweger, I guess. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with Barry, man. That guy, that actor, uh, I don't know. There's probably a reason I haven't seen him in anything else. So, but so, he, any time he delivered a line, I was laughing. That was so, the best. Hats off to him. Do you remember how Barry died? Because I don't. No, so I, I watched it with Sam, and both of us, about 30 minutes. So what happens is, Leatherface, well, I guess let's bring up Leatherface now, right? He's just screaming his fucking mind out the entire goddamn movie. Yeah. And that got annoying as shit. Definitely, I feel like if he wasn't screaming, it might have been scarier. It still wouldn't have been scary, I don't think, but it would have been scarier. It's not only the least scary version of Leatherface. I think it's the first iteration of Leatherface where he is a cross-dresser and, and might be transgender. I think he, I think he might, I don't know. I mean, he was, Yeah, I, he's wearing an old yeah. grandma's mask and wig the entire time going, but he, he chases down Heather and throws her in the deep freeze. Right. And then somehow Barry, after Barry gets out of the bathroom, he like grabs Barry and he's like, goes to put him in the deep freeze and Heather gets out. And then he like hits Barry with what looks like an ax, but it's like, you don't see any blood, and it's not like they're afraid to show blood in this movie, it didn't seem like. So Barry just kind of drops to the ground, and I think that's the last you see of Barry. He just got knocked out on the head, hit unconscious. Have yeah. to assume he died. That that seems about right for this movie. It just, <laughs> just like, Barry yeah, might be dead, but well, we don't know. Yeah, you know what? Do uh, you guys feel like taking a smoke break or figuring out how Barry died? Let's, let's have a smoke break. For the record, though, I am full on... 100% all in on for the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre having Barry come back exactly as his character <laughs> is, but in 2020. I think that would be fantastic. He just wakes up in the fucking deep freeze. Yeah, he, just, he just wakes up. He's like, hey, baby, my, my dad's a doctor. I need to feel your tits. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, return of Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Better idea. Better idea. We do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre themed porn, and we have that same character Barry come back in. That would make so much money, Keenan. We have to produce this. We have to. We have to do it. We have to direct and produce this. Do you think it would make more money than the actual movie did? 
No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's only 180K. It's not too bad. No, no, I know. Like, I, uh, I just don't think this movie has enough clout. If if it were more of a cult classic and Barry was more of a well-known cult classic character, I think that porno could make millions. Unfortunately, I don't think enough uh, enough people know about this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But more people should know about this fucking movie. I, we're, I, I'm doing everything I can, I guess. Uh, we're, we're telling it from the mountain. We're out there on the internet. We're telling all of Romania to you know, watch this movie right now. So we're doing our part. So I have, I have a weird thing written down. I don't know why I wrote this down. I think I was fairly drunk when I was uh, taking this note. But it said, who do you think Leatherface would vote for next month? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think Leatherface would make it to the polo booth. I don't know. I don't either. But, uh... like, I, like, I'd, like, just knowing, knowing uh, what I've seen about Leatherface in this movie, I don't think I, I, can, I can identify a political affiliation that he has. I have no idea. He just, he, he'd vote for, <laughs> Yeah. He'd ride in, <laughs> I don't know how he'd spell that, but that's his problem, not mine, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I already had, yeah, what's with the screaming and Leatherface? Not cool. Not cool. At one point, I wrote down this movie just has a lot of noise. Yeah. Just like bricks and loud noises. No, uh, no, it is. It's, 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 you're right. There's a lot of uh, scenes where. Like Matthew McConaughey, even like once Leatherface starts screaming, they just everyone starts screaming and it's overwhelming. And you're like, and you, there's no reason why they should be screaming. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. I guess the director was just like, all right, if one of you screams, I want everybody else to start screaming. All right, that's what we gotta do. It's gonna be good. And it turns out it wasn't good. That's why. It, that's why it only made 180. But you know, whatever. Um, let's see where. Oh, when uh, Darla <laughs> finds it, it turns out Darla's working with uh, Matthew McConaughey, and she, you know she's trapping them all, and she's driving back. She gets the pizza, and she sees that somehow Heather has gotten off the meat hook, which is never explained either. Never explained how she, she got off the meat hook and is crawling <laughs> down the road. Never explained. Yeah, never explained. But then she goes, gets out, and she's like, "Oh!" And she's gonna knock her out, and like. Hits her very softly with the stick. I don't know. That was fucking hilarious. No, she just goes, just, don't hit me. And she's like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. I won't. And then she just leaves her there. It's very strange. Yeah. Don't don't go crawling off too far or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. I All right. Well, this note says, McConaughey drinking that beer in the kitchen looks like me every St. Patrick's Day. Uh, oh, when he just... Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when, 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 blah, 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 blah. when Renee Zellweger's <laughs> pointing a shotgun at him and he just manically grabs a beer out of the fridge and just starts guzzling it. Like, yeah, it's, it's very weird. The most obnoxious way that you can guzzle it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then throughout, the, so at this point, Darla shows up. She's got the three pizzas. Did you notice that the pizza just kept, like, she kept saying, don't let the pizza get cold. And then when the Illuminati guy shows up, he picks up a slice of pizza, like, Pizza should have been one of the five keywords of this movie because it plays a large role in it. So the problem I had with the pizza was when she was handed all of the pizza boxes, she'd order three mediums and one large, yet all of the boxes were the same size. Hey, that that would have bothered me had I noticed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's picking nits. Uh, but I, else- I thought it was, well, what are you going to say about when she's there picking up the pizzas? No, 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 I wasn't. Please, go ahead. Well, she's 
tells the guy, I've got somebody in the back of my truck or in my trunk. Do you want to see? And he's like, ah, I better not. We get in trouble if we leave the booth. And then a cop pulls up. I don't know. I thought that whole fucking thing was weird. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing is insane because she's literally going through a fast food drive through. She is she has a living human being in the back of her trunk. She goes back, opens it. She's telling the living human being to shut the fuck up while the cops are right behind her. And the cops are like, well, hey there, pretty lady. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do it. That being and said, then she's she, just, she is a pretty lady and she does have great cans. She does have great cans. Uh, I mean, talent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> that's what I heard you say. I was disagreeing with you. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I thought that whole thing was weird. And, and the police officer just being like, what's in your trunk? And her being like, uh, uh, and he's just like, well, I guess I have fun. Fuck it. Yeah, she just. I wish, pl- I wish I could get away with doing that. Yeah, but yeah. I don't have great cans. Yeah, she, I mean, talent. Well, <laughs> no, you do have great talent, but you don't have great cans. Yeah, no. I got good hands. Hands? Yeah, I don't know. I had brunch. I don't know. It, but, you know, eh, whatever. What They're do? not all going to be winners. Uh, I like the fact that when they get back to the house and um, the girl with the great cans, like, uh, Matthew McConaughey slaps the shit out of her and she's like, how dare you? We have company. Like she's she's upset about the fact that she slapped that he slapped the shit out of her because there's company here, not because he slapped the shit out of her. Dude, he was beating the shit out of her. Like throughout the movie, anytime he'd get frustrated, he would just be like, "Hey, where, where's Charlie? Hey, come in." It was, it was ridiculous. No, and, that, and that goes back to Renee Zellweger, too. Whatever she was paid, it wasn't enough. Between random guys licking the fuck out of her face and Matthew <laughs> McConaughey shoving his hand in her mouth, she wasn't paid enough. This was awful. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, she got an Oscar. Like we said, this was her deal with the devil to get yeah. an Oscar. But you remember like, that, you got to suck McConaughey's hand, too, for a little bit. You remember when McConaughey was shoving both? He was like, he was like fish hooking her. Like, in a, it's like, oh, yeah. dude, what are you doing? Well, he had a big thing. Every time he pointed, he took both of his fingers, like spread them out like a V or whatever, you know? He was like pointing with his two fingers, like his pointer and his middle finger. I don't know if you noticed that. but No, I did. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Um, and did you notice that he did say, all right, all right, all right? Yes, I did. Yeah, I I about lost my shit when he said that. (laughs) Yep, yep, that was in that was the second time he did that in cinematic history. That was the second time. Yeah, the first time was in Days and Confused. Okay, and then he's done it several more times now. I feel like, of course. Yeah, now it's his trademark. You know, you got to say it. So did you notice it was was weird at the end uh, when Mister and Missus Spottish? We're driving the yeah. RV down yeah. the road. Then they're just bringing roadies up to the. He's like, "Hey, here's your road, Blood Mary," and like they're just bringing <laughs> roadies up. And then it was insane. And and they kept referring to each other as Mister and Mrs. Spottish, even during times of turmoil. It was wildly strange. Yeah, and they they acted so casually about fucking don't stop, don't stop. All right, all right. And she's opening the door. Get in, baby. Get in. I don't know. Step on it, Mr. Spottish. It's like, what? Why are you calling him that? Like, you guys are married. What? Just call him by his first name. Yeah, call him Jim or something, you know? But maybe that's, you know, that's their love. That's what they do with each other, I guess. But then they die, I guess, because they flip over that fucking mm, thing. The way those old bastards survive that fall. I don't think it's definitively known that they die. I think their RV flips over. Or if, if Caitlin, if we could have figured out the three-way call, she would say, old people like that, RV wrecks, you know, chances uh, are slim. 
Caitlin's going to be so mad I couldn't figure out this three-way call situation because she watched this whole movie and she hated it and she doesn't even get a chance to actually like you can her. you can call her back after you get done with me before you end the podcast I could I could give it a shot but all right so do you have anything else because why don't we do let's do um tipsy trivia and stuff and I can call her at the end all right all right, yeah, that sounds good. All I want to bring up just one more time is the fucking guy nipple belly button ring. What don't know was what that? With that but no, no, no. I we, don't. We need to talk about that because there's like four squares, three squares on his belly button with fucking big ass gold rings that he makes her lick or suck on or something. Yeah, the crazy part was is like that was supposed to explain something. It was just like, oh hey, like the big reveal is this guy who shows up in a limousine has four piercings on his stomach. And and he's a part of some kind of Illuminati, New World Order, like fucking. I don't know, man. He just want he just wanted McConaughey to terrify people. You yeah, know? no, and that's the thing. He was like, "What have I told you? What did what did I tell you? You're supposed to do here. You're supposed to terrify. You're supposed to bring horror to people. It's like what? What do you? Why? Like he he brought the horror to the people. But why? What was, yeah, like, I don't know why. So what's the New World Order's motivation here for making McConaughey bring chaos to this small town in Texas? What's what what what's the end game? It would have made more more, uh, more sense if it would have been like the cabin in the woods type situation. Yes, I agree. So can, yeah. and and this reminds me uh, kind of of a podcast we recorded. Um, goddamn, almost a year ago. Halloween three season of the witch. Remember how that ending? Oh, happened? Yeah. This ending reminds me of that ending. Yeah. I did write down what the hell is with the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking weird, man. Ending this movie fucking sucks. Yeah. So overall though, all that being said, very unintentionally funny. I highly recommend you watch this movie. I was going to ask you, would you recommend it? And I too recommend that you watch this movie. That's you. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, you watch this. I'm pointing at the cameras. Uh, uh, I thought you were telling me I already watched it. No, no, you already watched uh, it. I, watched I already made you watch it. All right, we're gonna do it now. It's, it's time, time for tipsy trivia. Trivia. Close? Was it close? <laughs> I don't know. It sounded so good on the phone, like over the over the phone. I love that. All right, let's party. All right, portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. It, yeah, fuck it, we're online. Doesn't matter. We're both getting up shotgunning. You have sh- you have a beer, right? Well, I've got uh, I got a lot of margaritas. All right, that'll work. That'll work. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, needless to say, there wasn't a ton of trivia for this film, so they're all true false questions. Okay. Ooh, I like it. Fifty-fifty shot every time. Fifty-fifty every time. Uh, number one, true or false, Renee Zellweger is on record saying she has no shame about this movie. Oh, false. It's true. It was her first role, yeah. and she was grateful to get it. But she's shameful about it? No, no, no. She has no shame. Oh, so she's on record. Okay. Yeah, God damn it. All right. That's fair. All right. Number two, true or false, this was the first feature... This is the first feature film Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger had uh, starred in together. False. It is false. Why is it false? Uh, she's in Days and Confused. She is in Days and Confused. Good call. Good I love, call. I love that Kenya. movie. I love that movie. She has a very, very small role in Days and Confused. 
Number, no, she's just like in the background. Yeah, she's in the back of a truck in one scene. Uh, number yeah. three, true. when they're when they're hazing. Yes, I think. No, 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 no. no. It, it's back when they're drinking up in that uh, hill area. Where, yeah, where they're drinking. Anyway, it, irrelevant. Anyway, anyway. Number three, true or false? This is the only um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie where Leatherface doesn't kill someone with a chain. This, sorry, I'll rephrase again. This is the only Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie where Leatherface doesn't kill someone with a chainsaw. True. It is true. All right. The only film where Leatherface doesn't murder someone with a chainsaw. Number four. Yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't really do shit. In he doesn't movie. do shit. He just has <laughs> yeah. a chainsaw and goes. <laughs> That's all he does. Jesus, he's worthless. Like, is he worth? He's worthless in this movie. Yeah, he's pretty worthless. All right, number four. My brother wants a new face. <laughs> He's sick of the old one. He's sick of this old broad. He wants to have a new broad's face. Yeah. Uh, true. Or, number four, true or false, Renee Zellweger was nominated for a Razzie for the role of Jenny in this film. Oh. I would hope false because there's worse actresses in the movie. So I'm going to say false. Uh, your logic is bullshit, but it is false. I mean, the, the other actresses aren't... Um, they're not in a position to be nominated for worst actress. It's supposed to be the main actress in the film. Uh, okay. All right. That's, you that's are right, awful. but but your logic was stupid. Whatever. I'll take it. All right. Number five, true or false, Matthew McConaughey pitched a rape scene involving Zellweger, but the director rebuffed it. I guess true. No, it's false. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on, I thought that's why you brought it up earlier. And, no, and you didn't I was, I was, much. I did, you but I, that one. I was playing the seed. I was playing the seed. You did that. You, you played me well on that one. I did. All right. Well, All right so what, you would you get three of the five? I got three of the five, man. Three of the five. I'll take a big drink. No, you can hear it. Hold on. I'm jiggling it. You hear it? I, I, it's the margarita. I hear it. So, so do the fans. <sighs> it was a, you know, I took a you know, big old, big old sip. Drinking buddies. <laughs> Moving on. Who's your drinking buddy for this film? Do I have to have one? Sure. <laughs> I guess Barry. No. No, Barry no. was my choice. I would love to fucking drink with Barry. He's such a piece of shit. It'd be so much fun. He's a huge piece of shit. Oh my god, he'd be you know so what? much fun though. Yeah, I don't. Oh, just, just indulge your worst ideas and feelings. Ever be like. Like, there's nothing you couldn't say around that guy where you would feel bad about. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, I'd rather be with the fucking pervy wire guy than with a couple murderers. So I'll go with Barry, too. Yeah, because there's not a lot of options here, right? It's either one of the broads, Barry. I <laughs> One of the broads. I guess I go with Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick her. I try not to pick the main character, though. So. Yeah, no, well, I mean, what, but you, were you going to drink with Matthew McConaughey? And you know what? I'll take it. I didn't know it. I will drink with Matthew McConaughey's girlfriend. It's risky, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> it's risky business, but yeah, worth a shot. Worth a shot, for sure. Worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Um, worth a shot. All right. Now we're going to do Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will set the critics over under at a 10%. Uh, over. Over 14%. I will set the audience at a 25%. I hope over. Under 18%. And the IMDb was 
Oh, isn't it like 3.4 or something? 3.3. 3.3, yeah. that's. I, it might be one of the lowest-rated movies I've ever watched. It's definitely the lowest-rated movie we've done on this podcast, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it, it, But it's worth watching. It's bad in a good way, I think. All You'll right. laugh. Get drunk. You'll laugh. All right, well, Keen, let me get off the phone with you. I, I feel bad because I made Caitlin watch this, so I'm going to give her a call and see if she picks up and see what she has to say. All right, well, hey, thank you all for listening. And let me say, Rob, I hope you get to feeling better. Uh, you know, just keep resting up. Keep your distance away from folks. But, uh, you know, hope to be back in the studio sometime soon. Suck my dick. I don't know what that said. I it's missed a, that. It said suck my dick. It's fine. I love you, brother. Be <laughs> safe. I'll talk to you God soon. God damn it. Here's a heartfelt place. You know what? Fuck you. I love you. I'll talk to you. <laughs> all right. Talk Bye. to you brother. All right, we'll see if we can't give Caitlin a call now. Oh, lots of text. Let's see if we can't make this work. Oh, that's Keenan again. Don't need to do that. See if she picks up. If she doesn't, we'll just cut this out of the episode. Hello. 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 Hey, Kate. Sorry it took us so long to call. I, I couldn't figure out the multiple call thing on the iPhone. So we did the whole episode, but I know you watched it and I wanted to get your take on it because I made you watch this. So I want to make sure oh, that boy. You, you have a say here. Oh boy, did you make me watch something truly atrocious. It wasn't atrocious. I mean, it was, but it was great. It was funny. Ellie is also going to give her thoughts, so if you hear her in the background, my apologies. Well, I think I think it's okay if there's a child that has noise on the podcast. It'll be fine. I think uh, she understands how awful it was. Yeah. Did Ellie watch this with you? Heck no. I wouldn't let her watch something this story. He's an infant. Wasn't but very gory. How bad it was. You're right. It was not as gory as I thought for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yeah. No. It was. Oh, I just heard her. Uh, no. I mean, there were there were there were no people oh, massacred oh. by chainsaws. There was. That's Ellie again. The, uh, there were no people massacred by chainsaws, which was the saddest part of the movie for me. I think. Uh, uh, Renee Zellweger's character got real annoying. I would have loved to see her massacred by a chainsaw. And uh, I feel like there was a, she was the least annoying character of all the characters in the film. You you had they were all annoying. They were all very annoying. Yeah, but like Barry was cool, right? I really liked Barry. He was I think he was my favorite character. Barry. Uh, oh, the the jerk boyfriend from the beginning. Oh yeah, you yeah the guy the guy who's you know he was just being a guy. It was no big deal. Making out with other chicks at prom. Yeah, stop stop you know smothering him. He let him hang out with his friends. Okay, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yes, As makes out with another girl in front of his date. He, Caitlin, he wasn't doing anything. You know what? And if you, you just kissing, it wasn't anything. You broads just smother all of us. We can't even hang out with our friends. You know. This is why we can't vote. Exactly. Thank. Yep, my heart beats thank beat you to it. God. <laughs> all right. So my thoughts on the movie. Um, overall lackluster plot. 
Um, I could tell from the very beginning that the one chick was working with the bad guys. Well, of course. When she called Vilmer instead of the police. Yeah, so why is this guy's name Vilmer? It's, it, he doesn't have a lot of German heritage from what I could see. Well, he's in the Illuminati, so really his name could be anything. He did have that dope bionic leg. That was cool. With 17 Yeah, nodes. that crushed that girl's skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brains everywhere. I'm sure it was a mess to clean up. Well, I mean, ah! based off of that house, I don't think they cleaned up anything. That's accurate. Um, but anyways, I found the Illuminati references very fascinating. Um, so, you know, the record truck had Illuminati written on the side of it. Yeah, Keenan said that too. I did not notice that. So I guess yeah. right, so that Illuminati was a big theme. So yeah. the guy who came in at the end when he unbuttoned his shirt and had like the four piercings just straight above his belt. And was, like the weird scarification. Yeah, I didn't get that. Well, no, I guess he was like the leader of the Illuminati. Yeah, but then he went and licked. Renee Zellweger's face and then picked her up and this was like, do you want to go to a hospital, the police station? Yeah, I mentioned what, that. Like, what? I mentioned that to Keenan, too. I don't think Renee Zellweger was paid enough for this for two reasons. Because between Matthew McConaughey sticking his fucking fingers in her mouth and this guy licking her, like, oh, dude, she was not paid enough. That was, I mean, I get it was her first job, but Jesus Christ, that was awful. They didn't pay her enough. Uh, it wasn't her first job, was it? No, uh, I don't know. I remember her reading her saying like she was thankful to have the gig and like it was one of her first jobs. Wasn't Dazed and Confused her first job? Yeah, but I wouldn't say. She, I mean, I don't think she's technically credited on that. I mean, she's an extra. Probably not. She's an extra. That's true. But um, I thought everyone's acting was terrible. Accurate, except for Matthew McConaughey. What? He acted like a straight up crazy person. Yeah. No, great. Lots of screaming, lots of that. There was just there were just random scenes where McConaughey and Leather they would just start screaming, and then there was that weird uh, guy who uh, was like a redneck, but who subscribed <laughs> to a lot of philosophy. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah, he was weird. Um, one of my uh, favorite parts of the movie is the redneck philosophizer um, talking to the guy at the end of the table, who very obviously looks dead. And then he gets up with a knife later in the scene. Yeah, that freaked me out. We talked about it too. Like, I'm like, I for sure that thought I was definitely dead. I for sure thought thought that guy was like just like a wax body that was sitting in a chair, and he just he gets up and you're like, what? Yeah. And then he doesn't do anything. It's all so unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just, a bunch of other dead people at the table. Well, a, 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 but a lot like a lot of other things in this film, they happen, but it's not necessary, and it doesn't make sense, and it's never explained. This man just gets up his skin is i conservatively green yeah gray green, green yeah. and and he picks up a knife and just walks away it's it's almost like it's what you would see if like if you were walking through a haunted house exactly yeah um i like i texted you guys the only part i found funny was when matthew mcconaughey yes i know it wasn't a good movie yeah ellie thinks that your take on this movie is bullshit clearly yeah okay that's it Anyways, the, like I texted you guys, the only part I thought was funny was when Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey were fighting over the remote, like had two remotes for the robotic leg, and it sounded like my dog's squeaky toy. Yeah, that, I also found it strange. Wait, so in this world, he has a bionic leg that's controlled by television. Te- like no, remote. yeah, television yeah. remotes. That's why uh, it just. But I mean, you got to program television remotes for different TVs. How is this like? I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. Yeah, it makes no sense. 
Um, who was the lady at the end she was staring at that was getting journeyed down the hallway? I had that same question. I don't know. It didn't look like anyone that I knew. Maybe it was from a Is different it- TCM movie that I'm not familiar with. The first one, maybe? I don't know. Perhaps. The first one came out in 74. Did you know it's the most successful independent film of all time? I did not. It's true. Was it more gory? Did it have a better plot? I haven't seen it in so long. I don't uh, No, I don't think so. Oh, well, then I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if you watch, like, uh, like Halloween back in the day, that was an independent film, too. I don't know why. Halloween's a much better horror movie. I'm not sure why that yeah, was. Yeah, so like- that's not plot. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's kind of scary. Maybe the first one had a jump. Remember at the end when Leatherface is just spinning in a circle with the chainsaw, just revving it repeatedly? Why? I'm sorry, you mean when he's dancing? When he's doing a choreographed dance with his chainsaw? Pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Spinning in a circle. Yeah. No, it was stupid. I mean, no, I was, I was, I'm not saying it was a fan. I think given uh, the contents of the rest of the film, I thought it fit, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, this is great. <laughs> Anyways, I give this movie 0. 0.5 out of 10. So, uh, would you recommend this to our listeners? Absolutely fucking not. I would abs- I would 10 times out of 10 recommend this. You have to watch it. It's fantastic. I paid for it, and I am considering asking for my money back. Kind of like the Keanu Reeves movie you guys made me watch. The really crappy one. River's Edge? That movie's That's actually the- pretty critically acclaimed. It, they're, they're, it's awful. I would, but I would put that over this movie, and that's truly saying something. All right. Well, Ed, from we appreciate you watching it. I knew it was going to be fucking hard for you to do because it's 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 not your kind of movie. But we appreciate you doing it, and uh, hope Ellie's doing well. And um, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Yep. See you next time. All right. Uh, one love. Bye bye. <laughs> And thank you again for listening to another edition of Real... Well, you know, fuck it. Let's give Calvin a call. Let's see if we can get him. Probably won't. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Oh, a lot of work in post. A lot of work in post. I'm actually not going to do it. have reached the voicemail box of 816-588-1639. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. What's up, you little biscuit bitch? You're on Real Buzz Takes. Just calling to see if you... I know you didn't watch the movie, but I was just calling to, you know, check in on you. Anyways, talk to you later. Once again, thank you for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. I am the Real Buzz crew today. Rob, take us out. I have COVID-19. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day.
Oh, thank you.